I'm so sick of it. But I'm, I'm so lonely. Have you ever watched a movie or finished a book and just ball dries out? And then your mom walks in and says, why are you crying over a fictional character? I'm like, get your act together. Or is that just me? My relationship with fiction is so positive. I either use it as a form of entertainment because I genuinely enjoy it, or I just use it in order to feel better when I'm feeling super anxious or sometimes even depressed. I'll just watch an episode of Friends and all is better. But I wonder, is that the case for everyone? Having a fictional world to escape to has, I, I want to say, like, calmed me down in situations or, because, um, I mean, my comfort movie is Harry Potter and the Pris Prisoner of Azkaban. Like, I will, if I'm having a day where I'm just, like, like choked up or needing to cry or whatever, I will just put on Prisoner of Azkaban and watch it. And it's one of those things that, like, I know it so well, I could genuinely probably, like, recite it. You're a wizard, Harry. I'm a what? A wizard. Tally is probably the biggest Harry Potter fan I know. Whether it's through reading fanfiction or making friends online that love the universe as much as she does, Harry Potter plays a huge role in her life. That is a world that I have been immersed in since I was a very young age. Some of my earliest memories um, are related to Harry Potter. I've read the books multiple times. I've read them in different languages. Um, I've watched the movies. Honestly, no exaggeration. I think I've watched each movie a minimum of 20 times. Tally's relationship with fiction is very similar to mine. She relies on the characters and the stories that she cherishes in order to feel some sense of comfort when everything in her life seems to be going wrong. Going back to characters and storylines that she's already so familiar with gives her a sense of comfort and predictability that she can't always find in real life. This is really fucking morbid, <laughs> but when my dad had a cardiac arrest, he was in a coma and, you know, in like Criminal Minds, they say they do that, that trauma thing, it's like you can remember everything. And I'm always like, you can't remember everything, but I remember the chapter of the Harry Potter book I was reading. I was reading Order of the Phoenix. It was a chapter called Hagrid's Hut. It's such a privilege to be able to go back to a work of fiction that truly resonates with you and gives you peace of mind. That's not the case for everyone. Sometimes fiction can have the complete opposite effect. One of my favorite books by far is The Perfume by Patrick Suskin. And in it, the character basically cannot be around other people because he never fits in because he doesn't, he has no smell, like his body doesn't smell. So people think he's the demon and stuff like this. Meet Lily. I have never seen her walk around without a book in her hands. And if it's not in her hands, it's definitely in her purse. She talks about a really dark period of her life where she related to a character she should not be relating to. So he doesn't want to be around other people because he always feels put aside and judged and hated. And so while I was reading this, it was quite a really tough time in my life. And so I was related to him a lot because, well, I was alone, he was alone, but he was also voluntarily putting himself aside. And I was doing the same in the space of about six months. Three people in my family died. Uh, I had had two eating disorders. Uh, a lot of, of course, the mental problems that go with it. So everything from severe anxiety to severe depression and more. The character in Perfume is a man who hates other people. 
and throughout the novel, he grows a strong disgust towards any other human being, and he even engages in murderous behavior. In a time where Lily was the loneliest she had ever been, she could relate to this character, and started even picking up on some of his behaviors. Her experience with this book seems harmful, and when I ask her why she didn't stop reading it, she says, We often know we're doing something bad, but it doesn't mean we'll stop. In a time where she truly needed a good support system, people she could rely on, she found herself reading a book that isolated her even more. It's like this tendency we have often when we're sad to listen to sad music. So when we're happy or in love, reading a book about love will be so great. And when we're feeling sad or alone, we'll tend to relate even more to the sad and lone characters. And so we act like them in a way we get inspired with what they do and whether it's good or bad. I did find myself completely behaving like characters I was relating to at different times of my life. It's mesmerizing how we all have different relationships with fiction. I use it as a form of escapism. Tally uses it as a comfort blanket. And Lily, well, she uses it as a way to feel understood or even maybe as a way to finally understand herself. Sometimes works of fiction aren't always the most pleasant thing to be confronted with. And there's something that could be considered triggering like, I'm not mentally stable enough to avoid it. I go straight for it. I'm like, yes, trigger the shit out of me. That's Lottie. She's a very good friend of mine who has been dealing with severe depression for the past years. Lottie is hands down the person that I know who consumes the most fiction. And surprisingly enough, she also has the most ambiguous relationship with fiction. When I'm binging something, it's probably because feeling like my it's like my brain cannot actually handle anything outside of what is going on in this thing that I'm watching and it doesn't feel like relief when I'm obsessing like it really doesn't in any way feel like relief but at least I'm not thinking about you know other things that are worse. <laughs> Lottie describes her relationship with fiction as a distraction from her own numbness to human emotions. So I know that I care about the people in my life. Like, I'm not saying that I don't care. Like, I'm not a psychopath or something. But I can't actually feel anything towards them. Like, nothing. I wondered if Lottie could find the emotions that she was missing in a work of fiction. I've never, I've never watched a, a depression storyline and thought, that's me. After speaking to three different people about their dynamics with fiction, I was happy to realize that we at least agreed on one thing. I've had to scream into a pillow so many times in my life, like not about anything to do with me, about other, you know, fictional people. Well, when I watched Tony Stark die, I genuinely grieved for a week. I genuinely thought I was watching my childhood die on screen. And I'm like, I know he's a fictional character. I know he's a fictional character. That doesn't mean that it doesn't hurt. You care so much that these people you've spent 800 pages with become as part of your real life as some of the people in your life are. Although our relationships with fiction may vary from person to person, it's undeniable that the importance of fiction in our everyday lives is so immense. The most beautiful thing about fiction is that we manage to love and empathize with characters, storylines, 
and relationships that we will never get to experience. And if that doesn't say something about human nature, I don't know what does. This was Shada Perniampur for WNSR.